0: My name is Tyler Freeman, I'm back for another episode of the Ansel Army podcast. This week I'm joined by Dagenham and Redbridge defender Will Wright. Will, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, mate. Uh,
1: yeah, thank you, mate. It's, um, I've listened to a few few podcasts and I'm not not sure why you picked me, but yeah, I'm looking forward to
0: it. Uh, you know, one of the biggest guests so far, so it's honestly a pleasure to have you on.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be modest and play that down, but yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> All right, everyone, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Um, all the better for the golf courses opening up, to be honest. I've already been out there today after training, so yeah, better for that. And Yeah, same as probably everyone, really, just getting getting by. Yeah,
0: that's a big one, to be fair. You know, I'm, only being 15, golf's not one of them things that have, have appe- has appealed to me.
1: The <laughs> camera's falling over, go on, carry on.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting into that kind of thing. But for most people, it does seem like you see it all over Twitter and Instagram, everyone just getting on the golf course.
1: Yeah, you know what? I think this lockdown, um, it's been quite big for golf. Um, a lot of people are sort of taking it up. Um, I know you say about your age, but I started probably way before, before your age. And it probably stood be in good stead, to be fair. You learn a lot more when you're younger. Um, but yeah, there seems to be a lot more people, um, a few of my mates taking it up of late. And it's actually quite nice to see, to be honest.
0: It seems like a lot of footballers do it because it's, you know, football, high tempo, you know, you kind of got all them emotions, adrenaline that. But it feels like with um, golf, you kind of just take that step back. It's very peaceful.
1: Uh, Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's quite social as well. So if you go out with a few mates, you're pretty much just going for a walk and in between you just hit a little white ball towards a hole. Um, And again, yeah, with the footballers, I guess we're already good at one ball sport. You sort of got that coordination. So a lot of the time, um, a lot of footballers pick it up quite naturally. Saying that, I've seen a a lot of uh, a lot of bad footballers that are golfers. uh, A lot of sorry, bad golfers (laughs) that are footballers.
0: (laughs) You'd think I'm playing goal but you'd think my hand-eye coordination would be quite good, so I'd be good at it. But to be fair, I'm miles off. I'm quite slow at things like that. I've not got the best agility. You know, I'm not really good. I'm not really (laughs) the best footballer. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's probably one of the toughest sports out there. To be honest, the the margins are so small. Um, It's And it's one of them sports that the better you get, it probably gets more frustrating because you expect bigger things from it. Yeah. Um, So as it gets better as as you get better, but it starts becoming uh, pretty frustrating.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, right before we delve into the world of football, you know, it's the big one Mm. here on the podcast. You know, meal deal. What you're going for?
1: Yeah, I've had a few few meal deals. We're going for Tesco, right?
0: Yeah, it's got. I mean, people sometimes go towards a co-op or something, but for me, it's got to go Tesco.
1: Yeah, Tesco. I've heard a couple of people go outside probably a tesco meal deal like if i'm going down the bakery it's probably something different but yeah. tesco um, i'm probably going just a blt sandwich reliable um yeah reliable does the job um before the recipe change or whatever it is the orange fizzy Lucasade, i was pretty much addicted to them things anyone that used to play football with me when i was younger I'd always have one of them close by, but they've changed it and it just ain't the same. Not the you same take one anymore. sip, it's, it's it's gone one after one sip. So I'm <laughs> probably gonna go. I'll have a can of Diet Coke. Yeah, um, Diet I can't Coke. Can't drink it out. Of, uh, yeah, I'm a Diet Coke. I can't drink it out of the plastic bottles. Um, yeah. Cans are next 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 thing. Um, but if you can get that out of a glass bottle, you know the glass Diet Coke. Oh, it's ideal. They are, yeah, they're ridiculous. Them things.
0: Got to go retro there. And
1: then crisps. I'm probably going. Uh, salt and vinegar mccoy's it's pretty boring actually really thinking about it but it's it's probably bog standard all over
0: i'd say it, it seems boring but i'd say it's quite reliable you know like it's one of them, i could go back to that i like to chop and change but i'd say it's solid
1: yeah i heard i heard you um slate someone's cheese and onion the other day yeah if I've... i'm uh if if i'm going down the bakery i i would uh i would go for a cheese and onion you know it has to be grated cheese and it has to be the raw red onion, none of this cheese and onion mix. They're chucking some sandwiches. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind one of them.
0: So I just think that's so below average. It's unreal. And especially when you're going yeah. for a meal deal, you've got the pastas, the wraps and, you know, sandwiches and you're going cheese and onion, wrong and move. Yeah, like
1: I said, if I'm going Tesco, I'm going in there, but I don't mind the breath either. Keep people away from me.
0: <laughs> you got it there. It's one of them things you've got when you go for a meal deal. You've got to weigh out what situation you're in because you don't want to be opening like a cheese and onion sandwich in the middle of an
1: office, do you? Nah, and I'm not having that egg and crest, that egg and crest stuff. No chance. If anyone opens an egg sandwich near me, I'm out of there.
0: He's gone. He's gone. No one, no one, do no that chance. at the training ground or anything. You know, will's yeah, gone. Yeah, nah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> out of there. Right. Let me just. I will rate this, and then we'll get onto some more football topics. Right. Um yeah. So, BLT, diet coke, and salt and vinegar McCoys. Yeah. If that's a full fat coke for me, for me that's probably an eight. But if not, I'll go. Seven point seven. What are you thinking?
1: Down point three. What, what's the um? What's the score to be?
0: I think the score to be. I think it might be an eight. I'm not sure. What was that again? Poor oh, God knows. you putting me on the spot here. I mean, I've, I don't know. I've, I've done, I think I thought I've you'd have done... the
1: notes down, though.
0: Yeah, I've only done fifteen. I've lost the plot already. <laughs> what's going on?
1: I think mine's definitely up there. It's got, it's it's de- got to be up the, up near the top. The
0: BLT is a solid
1: one. Yeah, what, what's yours? See, so
0: yeah, I'm a chop and change kind of man, but oh, I'm not. I'm partial to a chicken and bacon sandwich, but then yeah,
1: it's in there. But it, then the bread cr- can go a bit soggy for me.
0: Crisps and drink, I can chop and change whenever I feel like it.
1: Yeah, I, I could have for a flame grilled steak in there.
0: Unreal choice, right? On to more a more football kind of yeah. thing. The first thing I'd like we spoke about before we started recording is um your free kicks. You know, it does seem like. Half of your goals, even as a defender, half of your goals come from free kicks. You know, what kind of how did you manage to be in the position to take free kicks instead of maybe an attacker or midfielder taking them?
1: Um, I was more, as I grew up, I was always a forward. So I always used to take free kicks, corners. I wanted to be, as every kid is, he wants to be the main man. So I wanted (laughs) to take everything. Um, And then, sort of, as I move further back down the pitch, as a lot of players do these days. Um, it it's just always something that I just used to practice after training, just mainly just to stay out because I love playing football. Um, and then when I went to Dagenham, um, I didn't really take many hits to be fair. I took penalties uh, yeah. um, there. I didn't. We, we didn't really get many free kicks, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then I went to Dagenham and I used to just practice them all the time with the other, with the, at the time, the takers. And um, I remember joking around saying that I only, if I'm ever going to get a chance, I get one chance. Because if I balloon it out of the stadium or... Yeah, if I shank it wide or whatever, then everyone's going to be like, oh, why is he taking it? Like, the wingers, basically, the wingers can miss it as many times as they want, but they should be taking it. Yeah. Um, so luckily for me, I got the one at shot at home um, and it went straight in the top corner. So from there, I mean, I had about four or five after that where literally a ball went down and I just couldn't miss. Um, <laughs> it's not quite like that at the moment. But um, yeah, from there, I've sort of stayed on them I and it's sort of become... Like a an extra string to my bow, I guess, that I can throw in as a as an extra reason to play me, basically.
0: Is yeah, you. You're, I doubt you're taking because you're quite tall, aren't you? So I doubt you're taking them ones yeah. that are kind of swinging them in. You're kind of in there on your head.
1: Yeah, it probably says more about the style of player I am that I'm taking the the cross rather than being the big meathead at the back post trying to head it back in. Um, it's probably not. Well, I can head the ball, but it's not the strongest part of my game. I prefer to. I think the ball belongs on the floor, um, on the grass as much as well as much grass you can get on our pitch because there ain't much of it. all I can smirk, swear. <laughs> nah,
0: you can. it's right. We'll put an explicit sign. Yeah,
1: yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, there ain't much grass at our our home pitch. Hopefully, the groundsman ain't listening. But yeah, I think I think the ball belongs on the deck. So.
0: You, uh, in terms of when you're taking it, what's your kind of range? 25 yards and then anything past that, you're giving it to someone else?
1: Yeah, probably. We've we've got a few routines that probably set up a little bit further out, but sort of yeah, 25 to the edge of the box. Um, I've been doing better, really, from the ones a bit further out to be fair, this season. my one at Ultronum was probably 25 going on 30. Um, so yeah, it just sort of varies, really. My first one was right on the edge of the box. I didn't really think I could get it up and down, but somehow I did and yeah you did mention
0: trying to like get it up and down different techniques there is there any like mm. key things you'd say to people
1: that want to kind of be on free kicks is there any tips that you give um yeah probably stick to one technique I remember when David Louise or Didier Jogba first broke on a scene with that side foot slap where they're they run up straight and it just goes up and up and over the wall that Unreal. technique's so hard yeah. but- I remember just practicing that all the time, trying to get that right, and it's so difficult to do. And then once I sort of, sort of, I've gone in between, um, like a real whip and more of a, a real whip and a straight up and down. I think I'm in between there. Um, but for me, I'd probably say it sounds weird, but probably forget about the goal. And if you can just beat the wall, it doesn't need to go in the top corner. It can ba- If it goes up and over and bounces in, it's still a goal. They, they gone. They, they all count the same. Wouldn't worry about the goal and just try and beat the wall if you can. For me, that's all I'm trying to do anyway.
0: Are we ever going to see one that's going to go underneath the wall like Kevin De
1: Bruyne? Uh, nah, probably not. I don't. Yeah, nah, definitely not. Not on our pitches anyway. Probably bobble wide. <laughs> it takes it
0: takes a different kind of person
1: to try and pull that off
0: because if that's if you're just going to shank that wide, you're going to look like a right melt in front of everyone.
1: Yeah, I'm not having this lying down malarkey behind the wall either. To be honest with you. So I, think I mean, it, I, I get it at that level that the players are ridiculous that they could just throw one under there, but you probably see one in a hundred that are going to go under for, for the sake of a bloke laying down behind the wall. I, I just don't, it's not for me.
0: Wasting a man, aren't you, really? I think it was Diaz. I think Zinchenko's is underneath the wall. Diaz literally yeah. picks him up and just puts him back in the wall because there's no point yeah. in wasting a player for nothing.
1: I don't know how you decide who, who the bloke that lays down is. Like, I,
0: I'm saying smallest man
1: yeah maybe but surely if you go the manager comes up to you and says look i've got a new role for you you're gonna uh lay down behind the wall surely you're gonna think fucking hell what has my career come to exactly. you can't be that geezer there like do i not have more more i can offer to this team than laying down behind the wall
0: a bit more purpose <laughs> mm. so it just seems like them kind of people, I don't think they choose to do. It seems like they don't have the rules to kind of go in the walls. Let's just go underneath.
1: Yeah, saying that, i will probably be pretty good at it, being six foot three or whatever. I'll fill up the whole goal. <laughs> maybe that'll be maybe that'll be my new one. I'll just lay there, get a rest.
0: Get on the phone to the gaffer, see if that could be your new role.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, if we go on to uh, last weekend's result, you won 3-0 against Kings Langley. So that puts you 14th place, you know. The season's comes. Coming- yeah, Kings Lynn. Kings Lynn. That's better, isn't it? Uh, to, <laughs> you know, the season's coming to a close soon enough. You know, what what has your thoughts been on this season for the Daggers?
1: Um, under par, really, from what we expected. Uh, very up and down. We've that's the first time we've won three in a row for about three years. I think we've been so inconsistent, um, and we've just never really been able to get a run together. Um, we'd win one, and then. Draw a couple or lose one, and if you can't get a run together, then you're never going to pick up any sort of form. Um, but then saying that, over the last sort of two or three, yeah, sort sort of two two months, we've uh, picked up some form and we've managed to to string a few results together. And it's probably a little bit too late to to do anything this season.
0: Yeah, because there's been a couple of like a few results in there that have been that have been good. You know, I think did you win one nil at Torquay?
1: yeah one they were flying yeah
0: yeah that's it like they're top of the like top of the league I think so you know that's a great result but then it's just kind of keeping consistent the weeks after
1: yeah I only played 25 minutes there as well so it wasn't really anything to do with me but yeah we got ourselves sort of back in contention and then we lost three on the spin um two at home and yeah just killed on the then and we we're pretty much done from there but at the moment we're just trying not to to let the season fizzle out and we're just going to try and pick up as many results as possible really and sort of send us into next season um, on good form.
0: Yeah, keep that kind of momentum. Where do you reckon mm. it, you'd uh, like, do you re- where do you reckon you could finish this season then?
1: Uh, I'd like to get in the top 10. Um, yeah. We've had, for the two years before, we'll finish 16th and 17th, I think. So I need to get, get away from them on a personal level and start creeping up the league to to warrant any sort of progression for me. Um I mean other clubs looking in are probably not gonna look at a player that's finishing just above the relegation zone. So from a from a personal point of view obviously I'd love to finish as high as we can and ideally yeah into the top 10, top half.
0: Yeah that leads me nicely onto the next question. I was just about to ask like what how like what's your thoughts on your season on a personal level?
1: Uh again stop stop and start. Um I knew I, I ended up getting pretty much released at the end of last last season, so um, I ended up asking the gaffer, with obviously, how everything was, that could I come in and just train, just to stay fit, and if anything popped up, then at least I'm ready. Um, I ended up doing well and earning myself a, another year contract, um, so I knew I was going to be up against it at the start. Um, I had to bide my time to get in. I then got in, and then over Christmas, um, me and my flatmate both caught uh, COVID, so I, done, I ended up doing 20 days solid in my flat, so that stung me a little bit. Um, and then again ended up training well, getting myself back in. And I think I've started the last twelve or thirteen in a row, something like that. And yeah, I haven't really looked back from there. And I feel at the moment that I'm in I'm in good form.
0: That's what you'd love to see, isn't it? You know, just mm, yeah. as you on a personal level as well as a team, just building that momentum for next season, then you can maybe push for them promotion spots, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, with with a squad we got, we definitely we definitely should be up that. That end of the table, it's just about, like I said, putting a run together and uh, being consistent. And I don't think we'll be too far off.
0: Hundred percent. I've like watched some of the highlights, and there is there is a good squad there, definitely. So I don't see mm. there's no reason why you can't push for them promotion spots.
1: Now we'll have to see see what happens next summer. Next summer, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's all tight at the top of the national league table at the moment. You know, obviously Torquay leading at the top, but there's only, I think yeah. there's only goal difference in it. Who do you think will win it come the end of the season?
1: um well Torquay were flying around Christmas they were miles ahead um they started dropping points didn't they yeah well because they had the because they're so far down south they had no games called off because of Covid um so yeah I think they were they were the ones that had the most fans in for the longest period um because because of no um yeah no Covid down there but I think once the games caught up with them they went on a little bit of a bit of a run where they couldn't string any results together. The other teams around them, I think Sutton went about eight wins in a row or something ridiculous. Um, and they just flew up the table out of nowhere. I mean, they're just solid at the back and just n- nick a goal here and there. And I mean, you can't fault it in this league. If you don't concede many goals, you're going to do all right. Definitely. And then you've probably got Hart- Hartley for up there who are probably the best football inside. They they play it out from the back, um, free flowing in probably like how Sheffield United come up that first season in the Premier League but obviously to well I say a better standard but in our league a better standard where their outside centre halves are overlapping like driving out with the ball and it's just like a, a new thing you've not really seen and to be fair to them they're, they're very good at it and I think after Torquay's wobble I think they'll think now Jesus we're still in this so I think they might go on and win it to be honest.
0: I think they've done well to kind of stay in it because when you're kind of dropping points every... They were, they went for a stage where they're dropping points most weeks, weren't they? So it's kind of... They were
1: on free fall, yeah. They were yeah, they were to, dropping way down. To keep your head kind of
0: focused, all of them at the club, you know, like to just kind of stay focused and try and stay up there. It's a credit to them, really.
1: Yeah, I think they had a few key injuries um, around Christmas time and that sort of coincided with them dropping points. And I think they may be back fit now. Um, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they are. When pick up the, the way they are now, so yeah, like I said, I think with their blip, they've done that now. I think they'll finish it strong, and I think they will go on to win it.
0: Is there any games you've played this season where you've like kind of faced a team you thought, yeah, they'll be up there come the end of the season?
1: Yeah, Hartlepool. I think um, their lad up, their lad on the sort of left wing, so my side, a guy called Reese Oates. I think it is. It was definitely Oates, but he's he's very decent, very direct, quick. Um, he's sort of the first player this season. I thought, yeah, he, he's very good and probably not gonna stay in this league very long. Um and yeah, I think he'll be their talisman to to at least get him in the playoffs and then it'll come down to those one off games. If they can keep their style of play playing out from the back in the playoffs, then they'll um, they'll deserve to go after if they can keep their nerve.
0: It's been, it's been a, a kind of entertaining season throughout the whole of the mm. league. You know, you've got shock results here and there. I think, but Talky, obviously, as we just spoke about, dropping points. Hartleypool, yeah. just class side. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's all to play for, really, up there. Yeah, there's
1: loads of big clubs in this league as well. Like a lot of clubs that have dropped down a couple of levels, similar to like, what happened to to Luton um, a few years ago. Obviously, about the point deduction, but you end up getting some some big clubs down in our division, and and then you end up getting some some big money investors that end up want to get in their club back up into the leagues, So they start chucking some serious money at it and you've got sort of four or five massive teams that are all trying to get out of a league that only offers one automatic and one in the playoffs.
0: Definitely. I mean, hopefully see the daggers up there next season as well competing.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's where we all want to be. Um, I've done two seasons of competing at the top end of the table hitching, so I've had a few years off it now, so I want to get back up there and you end up enjoying your football a lot more and yeah, hopefully, hopefully we will be doing that next year.
0: Yeah. Fingers crossed that we're, I'm sure loads, lots of people around will be looking out and seeing where you come, come the end of next season.
1: Yeah. To be fair from home, I've got a lot of, um, a lot of good following to be fair. Um, whenever we play live on BT, I get a lot of messages from people that I just wouldn't expect to be watching. So yeah, it's nice. You're
0: the Amtel boys as well. Am I right in saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A few of them. Um, I know I'm good mates with a couple of lads. I think they're playing in the development, my sort of closest mates. I think um, Jake Dawson, you might know him. Yeah. Um, you might have to look down on him, to be fair. He's a very, very small man. Very small. Um, but yeah, and I spoke to him. He thinks he should be pulling strings in the in the first team, to be fair. He thinks he should be wearing the armband. So maybe that's something that Lee needs to look at. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that you're, you're his agent now. I think Lee will be listening, so... You know, yeah, that's, exactly.
1: That's... As long as he can keep those, um, those ankle braces off, off um, I think he can, can play a little bit. But the only problem of his is you can't really do much with set pieces. All you can do is stick him on the back post, really, because he is so small.
0: <laughs> He's got to peel off his man. Yeah, that's all he can do, really. <laughs> right, moving on to a more personal note. You know, I think, are you only 23, 24?
1: 23, yeah, 24 in June.
0: Yeah, so you're still a fairly young player, aren't you? And you've gained quite a lot of non-league experience already. You've been yeah. at the likes of Biggleswade United, you know Hitchin Town as well, like we just mentioned. You know, you're playing. Yeah. At high, you've been playing at high levels already. So, what's it like having that experience while you're still quite young?
1: Yeah, I think it's only a positive. To be honest, I think I was playing. I ended up playing Sunday League uh, men's football as well. Before that, I was about sixteen, I think 16, 16 playing for Queensmen over the road, um, and. That was mainly because I weren't playing at Luton's Academy, and I just thought I may as well. Well, my old man, to be fair, my parents they they told me to um, get into the men's game, and it'll only stand me in, in good stead. Um, and then, yeah, I went to Wage United, um, went over there with my cousin, and then uh, Darv's was over, was over there as well. I couldn't budge him from the team early on somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up doing sort of up to Christmas in the reserves. I couldn't break in, and it was like a manager didn't really want to trust a a 17-year-old centre-aft just to chuck him in. Um, and then I ended up breaking into the side. We won the Beds Charity Cup, I think it was, and I captained the side there at 17. Um, and then I was at the Bulldog, um, the Luton Bulldog scheme, um, the college thing over there. I think it's a Pro Direct Academy now. Yeah, um, I think so. And, the, yeah, the facility is run by the Hitchin um, manager. So he caught an eye. Um, I ended up going there. Played a few games in my first year, went out on loan to Bedford Town and Barton. Um, and then there was an injury in the back end of our season um, and playing in the playoffs and then played a full season next year, lost in the playoff final there. And then, yeah, that's where I got picked up from, from Colchester and did a year there that I don't really, don't really speak about, to be honest, because it was a bit of a year that I sort of wasted, I think.
0: Yeah, I was going to get on to that, Colchester, but you kind of just summed it up there. There's not really much to be mm. said, really.
1: Yeah, I think not to be disrespectful, but I got sold, sold the dream of going to the football league side, thinking I was gonna be around the first team. I didn't want to step anywhere near the under 23s and as soon as I signed, I went straight into the 23 setup. Um, and I tried to get out on loan my first year, but just missed the loan window. So I sort of trapped there for a year and as much as I pushed to try and get into the to the first team setup, I never really got a sniff. Um and then we did a, They asked me to stay in some uh, for the whole of the summer just to go to the gym, and I just couldn't get my head around it. And thought I'm not staying here for one hour a day for my whole summer. Um, and then that preseason, I never got a chance at all. So I sort of forced my way out on loan and found Dagenham. So end up end up being a blessing in disguise. But yeah, um, a year at the twenty three is that probably a little bit wasted.
0: It was only the right thing to do, were not it? Because you can't really just be one wasting a summer being hmm. the, traveling there every day, and then yeah, you know, two just kind of not getting any kind of game time in the first team, which you were kind
1: of promised. Yeah, I mean, well, it would have been worse. I, would, I probably would have stayed up there in a clubhouse, and I'd have been there by myself, just whilst all my friends on holiday, and not being able to go on holiday myself, it just would it would have put me in a in a big mess. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I didn't do that.
0: It wouldn't even have just been in a mess, kind of in football terms, mentally as well. It mm. wouldn't have been the best kind of uh, the best way around it, would it?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. You're seeing it all now. Uh, mental health, such a such a big thing, and um, like even even with the physical side, like my game's never going to be about me being physical. Well, obviously, it is about me being physical, but me being the bully or whatever. I, I need my mobility. Um, from from reading the game I need to be able to get to balls and obviously the strength will help, but for me to turn into a truck that just does upper body weights um was never going to be for me.
0: <laughs> so you kind of more I mean you are quite tall. So there would kind of be that stereotype that oh he's gonna be the big one that's just gonna barge us around. Yeah. But it seems like you're more composed on the ball, kind of get it down and get it down and play kind of kind of guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean it's probably from from where I've grown up further forward. Um yeah, I enjoy having the ball at feet and, and driving, driving through midfield and starting attacks. Um, but obviously at the end of the day, i there to defend. So I get, I get why they wanted me to, to stay in. But yeah, they were never, never going to stop me having a summer break. Yeah, definitely.
0: I think, I've, where, where was I reading? I think I was reading on the Dagenham and Redbridge website to get some of the notes for the podcast. And it said that you could yeah. play, obviously, centre-back as well as on the left, is it, as well? Uh, yeah, right back. Well, oh, right back, yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's not, you must have that kind of composure as well. So it does show that you've been playing forward a bit more because you can bomb down that wing, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's always it's always been a thing that um, I've always spoken about throughout growing up that I, I, I want to be versatile and I play right back, centre back. I did a stint in uh, midfield in my first season. Um, and to be fair, I played the majority of my games in midfield and I was a little bit fish out of water at times um, struggled to sort of, well it was the first time I played National League and I'd um, i I'd been thrown into I'd been thrown into midfield and um, I was getting a little bit of stick off the fans um, and then I finished that season at right back and they started to see sort of what I could bring to the side um, it was just a shame it was only a couple of games and they didn't, well at that point see um, fully what I could do um, obviously now they can they can see what I bring to the side
0: yeah, definitely. It's good to see you kind of got that versatility, especially at a national league side. You know, it's good to have a player like you there.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I've I've said it to managers as well that as good as my versatility is a is a big trait that I never wanted it to hinder me, and that I want to play centre half. So don't just bring me in to to be a utility man that's going to come off the bench or just fill in when needed. I I want to I want to nail down that centre half spot and. Be my own, and then I can kick on from there.
0: Yeah, definitely. We, you did mention a minute ago, got kind of getting stick off fans, but it did kind of lead into one of my questions. You know, you kind hmm. of bit, you went from Hitchin, then Colchester, but you know, you you went from Hitchin, where they're obviously getting yeah. what, th- two, 300 again, to then Dagenham and Redbridge, where that obviously they're going to average higher attendances. What's, what was it like yeah. kind of going from there, like two, two, 300 uh, fans to then like thousands?
1: um yeah, it is a big step. Um, I love playing in front of fans. To be honest, part of my part of my game is I like having the opposition fans sort of sort of shouting nonsense at me. It sort of gives gives me that extra little bit, and I have a little bit back a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I think as well, I came in at a tough period at Dagenham where they're having money not many problems, and we were down the bottom of the league for the first time. And we sort of we had a, a real young squad, and it's probably the first time they've sort of started getting a little bit. Not abuse, but fans getting unhappy, um, and it can unsettle, unsettle a lot of young players. And at that time, it it can it was a little bit difficult, but there was always going to be once the new owners come in, you knew you were going to get through the other side, and it was more about surviving in that squad and um, keeping your place. And thankfully, there's only three or four of us still there, so yeah, I've done done all right to stay in there.
0: Because you're gonna you're gonna go to a club like that, they've. Dagenham Redbridge—they've been in leagues, you know, like League Two, and then league they come one, back, yeah. yeah, League One, League Two. So they—they've been there, but you know, coming back down, and then having a younger squad, and you got you to have fans that have been there for what 20, 30 years supporting. So you're always going to get that kind of stick, but to just stick to for the players, to just stick with it and play that game. You know, it's just what you got to do.
1: Yeah, I, I get their frustration because they've been through the cl- uh, been with the club through thick and thin, and that they've probably been through bad times already and then enjoyed the highs and then to come back um back down to the lows, it, it must be frustrating. And I can only applaud the ones that do stick through thick and thin. But when you've got sort of a sort of young players coming through, just starting their career, um sometimes it just needs to be probably put in a little bit of a better way. Um there's yeah. ways that you can there's ways that you can get at people by getting your point across still but not killing them. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I know they they're not football players themselves so they're they're just passionate fans but um, yeah there's definitely better ways about um, getting your point across
0: I mean saying all this you know what you'd do to just have fans back
1: yeah exactly that's the that's the mad thing Um, I mean when when you're playing well there's our fans are so good they're right behind you and you do get the extra kick Um, it's just like yeah we've had them on the other side before and (laughs) it can hurt you but you got to be you got to be strong enough to to get through that but yeah once they're back I think you're going to see you're going to see probably more goals I reckon um and yeah better, better football I think
0: yeah so it does seem like it's all looking up you know fans back soon hopefully the daggers pushing for promotion next year you know so all, it all looks ready to go
1: yeah hopefully just as long as we can get our pitch sorted. <laughs> definitely what is it like <laughs> what we saying, bobbly or just not much grass well, oh yeah a bit of everything bobbly then when they water it and it leaves a puddle, so you go from dry to puddle to grass to no grass to sand. Which yeah, hopefully they don't listen to this again. Like I said, but yeah, the pitch um, could probably do with a little bit of work. But
0: yeah, it's all it's all a work in progress. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure once everything's back to normal, there'll be a bit more normality around every kind of football club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on.
1: No, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, hopefully, potentially, uh, maybe next season or something, we could work out something to get you back on and see where you are then in the league, you know, and you personally.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Just like like you did this time, just message me whenever I'm always about. Um, yeah, and I'll just jump on whenever whenever you want.
0: Oh, top man. Thanks to everyone for tuning in this week. It's been episode fifteen. I'll catch you again next week. <laughs>